0: Hi fellow classmates, instructors, and friends, this is Ginny, your humble TCM student who knows absolutely nothing about this field, but wanted to start this audio journal to record everything TCM. If you would like to join my study group as well, please come learn with me. And let's get healthier by healing our bodies from the inside out holistically together. Hey fam! thank you so much for tuning back with me for another study session. I'm so happy to have Rachel back with us. Today uh, is going to be our first Zhang Fu organ introduction, and she's going to unravel all the questions about our heart and the small intestine. You might be wondering, okay, why? The heart is connected to the small intestine and I've always questioned that as well. But that is why we have Rachel here to uncover this connection for us. So without giving too much away, let's just jump right into it. So as I mentioned, we're definitely going to talk about the heart and the small intestine. The heart is the Zhang organ and it has been said that the heart is the monarch of all organs. Can you explain to us what the heart is in charge of, what it controls and what it affects in the TCM perspective?
1: As the heart, it has a pair organ and it's paired with a small intestine. On a psychological level, when they're paired together, they help with clear judgments and decisions.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. So in terms of the small intestine, does it have its own particular duties that it fulfills? Like what is the small intestine in charge of in the body? So small
1: intestine, we, a lot of us use it for controlling and receiving fluids so the small intestine i guess in the western term it does receive the food from the stomach right so it separates it from like the good stuff and the bad stuff
0: right so the bad stuff kind of moves on to the large intestine
1: which technically becomes shit. (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we also move it to the urinary bladder which is also another organ in the body right okay so in every organ not just the physical, it also has like a spiritual and aspect to the organ as well. Oh, what do you mean by spiritual aspect? So a lot of times when we ask patients, we're like, so are you dreaming a lot? Or are you sleeping well? Sometimes it's not just because some of your organs are just not in balance. And your small intestine and your heart together both influence your dreams.
0: Oh, so if you have really wacky dreams, does that mean that you might potentially have issues like or imbalances in your heart and small intestine? Yeah, I
1: would say imbalance. I wouldn't say issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, imbalance. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess just nightmares are bad dreams. Okay. Oh, that's so
1: cool. I would say even good dreams. Like some people dream in excessive amounts, like you dream every day. Um, and they never feel rested Um, and we also get the tongue the tongue also tells a different story oh wow, wow that's so cool
0: so anything gotta do with dreams if it's you dream a lot if you have really disturbed sleep if you have bad dreams or nightmares then that is the equivalency of imbalance in your heart or small intestine like you would never think that (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool like what does the small intestine god do with your dreams like that's crazy okay so i know that these two jangfu organs are actually linked to a specific season and an element the season that it's connected to is summertime and the element that is connected to is fire why is this important to know like what should we look out for when it's summertime is there something we should consume to help nourish during that time?
1: So, usually in the summertime, we should look out for excessive heat. I'm sure all of us know when it gets too hot, we shouldn't be out for long periods of time because the sun is full yang like the hottest it is for us. Especially in North America, we don't... It's a little bit different if you're, like, in Asia, where it's hot all the time. Like, summer's actually split into multiple seasons, too. So, like, summertime is considered, a, like, a very young season. And summertime is also associated with, like, growth, expansion, activity, and, like, a lot of brightness. And I think we can definitely see the brightness in North America because, like, our summer is just so So would you
0: long. balance that with some yin? Like, I don't know how, but, you know, you don't want to be too young, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, your body also sort of knows, like, or you're, like, feeling extra thirsty and you don't want to be out in the sun for too long. Drinking lots of water and, like, consuming foods on the cooling nature side is how, like, our body likes to kind of stay balanced.
0: But not ice water, though.
1: No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> or ice cream. I, we don't usually recommend any of those. But, you know, like balance. I, I don't ever stop people from eating or drinking whatever they like. But well, if you do have things like that, I would recommend you go eat something on the warmer nature. Right? We're all humans. Yeah, we've got to enjoy life. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Once in a while, it's okay. But not all the time. Sorry, I did interrupt you. Please continue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, all good. Um, So usually a lot of times we have to avoid excessive heat. So make sure you don't go out when it's during the hottest time of the year. Day, and avoiding like really heavy foods such as red meats, a lot of eggs or excessive amounts of nuts greens, or seeds those things can be really heavy and almost too hot in nature to eat a lot oh, of interesting
0: it's funny because people loves barbecue <laughs> in the summer
1: yeah we i mean we do um but you know what i think like like i said a little bit of everything is okay but don't eat till like you're so full and don't have a barbecue every week you know like i think that's okay and like i said always you gotta everything in moderation
0: (laughs) yeah for sure you did mention cooling foods what are some cooling foods that we can find
1: Yeah so some of the cooling foods in nature would be like salads, cucumbers, mints, watermelons, uh, mung beans and like cooling teas to drink as well. So like green teas, those are really cooling in nature.
0: Huh interesting you mentioned salad but salad is raw which is supposed to be cold like is that bad? I don't know because I do love me a good salad. (laughs)
1: yeah for sure i would in chinese medicine we don't always recommend eating anything raw because it's just cold but when it's like plus 35 40 the last thing you want to do is cook on the stove (laughs) Uh, usually i recommend people to leave the salad to more room temperature and then you can consume it then like
0: a warm salad
1: yeah, or like if you choose to quickly just like boil it real quick um, and that's also a way to eat it, it's not that bad if you don't eat in an excessive amount.
0: Good to know! Uh, so this jangfu organ, it's also connected to a particular flavor in our mouth, which is the bitter taste when we taste bitterness in our mouth and i don't even know what that means like bitterness like how bitter is that bitter taste like is it like the taste of coffee like that type of bitter or like just like a hint of bitter aftertaste like what does it mean when we have that in our mouth and does it mean that we have imbalance
1: in our heart and in our small intestine Usually you'll taste it in the morning if you do get some taste in your mouth Because your tongue is a reflection of your stomach energy And in the morning is usually when you taste anything that's sort of off-wacky And yeah, it's kind of weird that it's a taste But it's it's very subtle, I almost would say Like, I personally have never tasted bitterness in my mouth I might have tasted other flavors in my mouth because of certain stuff that was going on but it's like i said it's very subtle and you'll probably taste it in the morning when you're first thing when you wake up even as a practitioner i don't often hear the bitterness in the mouth often i hear other flavors that they taste yeah i feel like bitterness in the mouth is quite odd i feel (laughs) a little bit I would say like more like probably the bitter melon. You might might probably be closer Uh, to that. I see. I see.
0: Well, I I don't know if a lot of people out there have tasted bitter melon. I personally love it. But, uh, you know, if you hadn't, maybe give it a try. You probably would be shocked. But it's really healthy for you
1: it's it's good yeah and you know what actually it's so funny like bitter melon's like really good for your heart as oh, well okay okay makes sense because it's bitter yeah mm-hmm. and nature has provided you foods to nourish the organs yeah for sure okay
0: back to the question of if you do taste bitterness in the morning Does that mean that you actually have imbalance? Or is it actually your heart and your small intestine kind of like giving you a hint on like, hey, we're actually kind of not very nourished right now. Can you eat
1: something that can nourish us a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I would say, I wouldn't say like it's like an issue. If you go to your doctor, they'll probably think like, what are you talking about? But it is more of an imbalance in the heart and small intestine. And yes, you should be nourishing those organs, but I would also like be mindful of your heart and small intestine and see if you are also suffering from any kind of anxiety or heart palpitations. Those are something you should also be a bit more aware of. And if things are like worsening, maybe do see your doctor. Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: Obviously, now we know that the heart is connected to the small intestine, but it's also connected to three other body parts, which is our vessels, our tongue, and our face. Like, I just don't know why it's connected to those three in particular. The heart
1: governs the blood in the body so it controls like the circulation of blood and it also houses like our mind which is like like mental capacity for emotional memory thinking and sleep so those are something as well and because it controls the blood vessels it also kind of shows in our complexion so that's why it shows in our face and like depending on how your complexion looks like it Gives the practitioner an idea of what you might be lacking or what you might have an overabundance
0: ah, of. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. And obviously, it's connected to our tongue because because the blood flow and stuff?
1: Yes. So I'm sure once you start talking to like other practitioners, every organ actually is to really part of our body. So the heart is just related to our tongue because it's an offshoot of our heart. It influences our speech and talking. So if you're someone who might stutter or too much talking that could also indicate, like maybe our heart is kind of not as balanced as we uh,
0: like. If you have imbalances in those particular areas, I was just wondering, what if you are yin deficient like what are the symptoms that would show up if you have a yin deficiency in these two uh jangfu organs
1: um so uh, some yin deficient symptoms what you would see like low intermittent heat uh during at night like your palms and so might get really hot and then you get experienced some night sweats and usually a yin deficient like that it's like anything like one or the other it's almost like you have overdone your body a little bit oh what do you mean by overdone your body i would say like our body is always trying to balance itself and um i would say like it's almost like you're you've overworked your body. oh so
0: obviously if you are yin deficient it means that you're like yang is like really high so in order to balance that is there you know some food recommendations that you could provide to our listeners that we could potentially purchase from like a grocery store to help
1: rebalance ourselves a little bit yeah so some of the stuff that we recommend would be like Rice, quinoa, some mung beans, tofu, watermelon, bananas, but not too much of all of it. Everything has to be like a nice moderate.
0: Yes, everything in moderation. Yeah. Okay. So what if it's the other way around now? What if you're yang deficient? So meaning your yang is really low and you're like really yin. Like, what are some of the symptoms there?
1: You could feel really cold easily. Uh, you feel like really lethargic and tired all the time. Because young deficient means you have like lack of young so your body can't warm itself up as efficiently.
0: Wait, so sh- should you stand in the sun? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you can. I, I definitely, I would. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Okay. Get some vitamin uh, D. Yeah. Exactly. Okay
0: uh are there food that can help with that would it be like ginger because it's like more hot in nature it warms up the body
1: yeah ginger is definitely one of the herbs we recommend or like ginger tea would be great cinnamon yes for sure and even eating more stuff that's like heavier like red meat. oh a little bit mm-hmm because they're very warming in nature hmm. okay
0: so what if you're vegan
1: that's okay that's why we have herbs <laughs> actually to be fair we run into that quite a bit and we often give them herbs and tell them to take quite ah. Mm-hmm. they also have to eat enough and make sure their food is cooked like vegans tend to like end up eating a lot of salads which are very cold in nature so I would like tell them to eat a lot more broths, a lot more soups, and cook their food. So it's a bit more warmer in nature to kind of help battle that young deficiency they have. Ah,
0: okay, so for vegans, is warm cooked food all the time and vitamin
1: B12. Yes, um, that's something to think about. So like even like warming grains and seeds would be really nice as well. Oh, that's wonderful.
0: So what are some tips that you can provide to keep these organs healthy? Like are there any routines that you have or any habits that we should be aware of?
1: Uh, I would highly recommend keeping your stress down. Like we live in such a high... Mm, That's kind of hard. Yeah, very. I understand that. Like we're not meant to live such a chaotic, busy lifestyle. It's almost too busy for us. Even going to the mountains or going to doing like small, easy walks. I don't know, Edmonton has a lot of like greenery and like little parks. I think surrounding yourself with that will also help because nature can really ground you and kind of keep stress down Um, as well as like sleeping well, sleeping on time and sleeping well is so important as well and eating the right foods. Is there a particular time we should be sleeping by? We should be in bed by 11 and turn off your electronics an hour for bed. It,
0: when you say 11, it's 11 is deep sleep mode. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to turn off my lights at 11.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ideally, yeah, ideally, actually, 11 would be really good for you. Like we have a Chinese medicine clock that a lot of us follow. And 11 o'clock is uh, what it's called the liver time and The liver likes to be rested.
0: I have been doing this for a little while. And basically, before I sleep, I kind of do a night meditation. And I find that like it calms me down before I sleep. And I don't touch my phone after that. So maybe that's a a good way to kind of calm yourself down from the day of stress
1: and then go right to sleep. Yeah, no, that sounds perfect. Yeah, doing stuff that works for you is the best i'm that practitioner that won't tell people do it it can't be forced because it won't happen in fact it will probably create more stress
0: yeah for sure It, it has to come natural it has to come natural Okay, so right now I kind of have a random questions round where I'm going to ask you two questions, one relating to the Zhang organ and the other relating to the Fu organ. And these are just like random questions that I have from what society has deemed to be healthy to making me question like in a TCM perspective, is this actually healthy or is it actually too intense for us? You know, so the first one would be HIIT exercises, which is high-intensity interval training. Technically, HIIT exercises are like really high in cardio. It gets our heart pumping and a lot of celebrities rave over this because it gives results and a lot of gyms actually create businesses around this model as well. But is it actually healthy for us or is it like too much of a
1: shock for our body to handle? I would say, like, in moderation, for because I work also in a fertility women's health clinic predominantly, we actually don't recommend that women who are actively trying to get pregnant do hits. It is too much of an increase in cortisol level and recommend that you actually do weights instead. So, but if you are, you know, not trying to get pregnant, I would say, like, doing it a couple times a week, like, two or three is fine. I also take science into consideration as well you do have to work out anywhere from three to five times a week and if you need to take a break from it then I think you should also do that but not in excessive amounts and I think that's the problem is a lot of us do everything in excessive amounts when it should never be that way.
0: So if it's too high in cardio we shouldn't do it all the time. Because it's too excessive. Okay. In terms of the foo organ, which is the small intestine, I know that kimchi is supposed to be really good for us. And it has become actually very popular. You know, obviously, K-dramas, everyone loves kimchi. I love Korean food, you know. But it's technically cold in nature. And it's also considered as damp because it's spicy as well. So what is
1: the, that your perspective on kimchi? Um, I think it's okay because we're not supposed to eat a lot of it.
0: So just like a little bit daily
1: is okay? Uh, yeah, I would say so because if you look at the side dishes that if you go to Korean restaurants, they only give you a little bit. You don't eat, yeah, we don't eat a bowl of it. Yeah,
0: everything in moderation, everyone. <laughs>
1: I think that's what, yeah I mean you shouldn't be eating a bowl of kimchi to begin with like yeah I know it's cold but the spiciness actually counteracts the cold it actually brings up a bit of the heat
0: yeah interesting so kimchi actually balances itself
1: yes it does and if you look at how they're actually made they're not that bad in nature I watched a couple of kimchi videos and how they're made. They're all like, they're spices, but there's like rice water and there's like buckwheat in it. It's all very, very healthy and good for you and very balanced. It, except the cold part, which is because it's in the fridge and marinated. Right. Leave it in room temperature. Yeah. If you're, if you're a, like cold person to begin with and you prefer the warm, then just leave it at room
0: temperature. Oh, okay. That's great. I actually honestly learned so much today in regards to learning the fact that the heart and the small intestine kind of governs our dreams and our mental state like that's so cool to know like if I have effed up dreams like yo I know my <laughs> 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 those two organs are imbalanced so I should you know have some rice or whatever
1: <laughs> my acupuncture uh, session rice so I'll have rice
0: yeah I don't know like rice comes up very often like when I talk to other practitioners it's actually quite healthy even though like a lot of people have said white rice is not healthy for you I don't know is it or is it not I feel like I grew up on white rice so I I freaking love it I'm a fan I know there's other types of rice you know purple rice you know brown rice and all that stuff but rice in general is
1: supposed to be really good for you because it helps with your chi as well so yeah it's very balanced like i don't i think it's definitely gotten a bad rep but i'm like whatever i eat rice like you can like make rice into kanji when you're feeling awful and sick Eat rice to do anything and like rice is in every culture like everyone like egyptian lebanese like Even like anywhere in the Middle East, they eat rice as well. It's incredible. But I was like, whatever, I'm eating rice. (laughs) I love rice.
0: Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for teaching me all of this stuff (laughs) and sharing your knowledge to all of the listeners out there. I will definitely link all of your information in the show notes and on the Instagram posts and everything. If you like this episode, please give it a like. If you would like to hear future episodes, please subscribe. Or if you have any questions about health, please send me an email at kuko.health@gmail.com, at which is k-u-k-o.health. health. If you just want to say hi or drop me a DM on Instagram, come follow me at kuko.health, which is again, k-u-k-o dot health thank you so so much for listening to me today and please stay warm and healthy out there and i'll catch you on the next episode
1: bye Bye-bye. thank you